0: Good morning. (laughs) Uh, We're in a sermon series right now uh, called "The Fruits, the Fruit of the Spirit," and uh, we've been looking at each one uh, that's listed, and uh, today we're going to talk about goodness as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to look at a familiar text this morning. Many of you have heard this parable before. Uh, We're going to kind of look at it, I'm hoping, with new eyes and maybe from a different kind of perspective. So uh, follow along with me if you'd like to in your Bibles in Luke chapter 8, or you can on the screen. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also were with some, some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Now, while a large cl- crowd had gathered... The people were coming to Jesus from town after town, and so he told them this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. And some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because it had no moisture. Other seed fell along the thorns, which grew up and it, And it choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he said this, he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him what the parable meant. And he said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see... Though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable, he says. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are those who hear, and then the devil comes and takes it away. He takes the word from their hearts. So they may not believe, nor be saved. Those on the rock are those who receive the word of, with joy. And when they hear it, they receive it with joy. But they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time, the testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stand for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasure. And they do not mature. But the seed that fell on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, who retain it, and persevere, producing a crop. Will you pray with me, please? Father God, we are truly grateful for your word this morning. Our simple prayer is that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you'll open up our hearts and our minds to your word allow your truth to guide and lead us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1964, the United States Surgeon General began to issue reports on the dangers of smoking. By 2011, smoking in the general population of the United States dropped from 42% to 20% of adults who regularly smoked cigarettes. The picture on the screen is one of the major factors of reduced smoking in adults. The United States spent millions of dollars to educate the public on the dangers of smoking. And when I was a kid, this picture right here was etched in my brain. I remember when states began to ban smoking in restaurants. I still asked to sit in the non-smoking section. I say all of this to point out that the biggest motivation, for me at least, when thinking about smoking, was seeing the inside of my body. I never knew what a lung looked like, but after this picture, I wanted a healthy one. And today's parable, you can find in all three passages, in all three Gospels. It's commonly called the parable of the sower, but Luke's version, we're going to call the parable of the soil. It's usually called the parable of the sower, Today we're going to call it the parable of the soil because Luke places a strong emphasis on the soil over the sower himself. And because of this emphasis, I'd like to use the passage to open up our eyes to the soil. The seed in the passage, we're told, is the Word of God. Jesus says so in verse 11. The soil represents our hearts. In fact, like the picture I showed of our lungs, I'm hoping that this passage will open up a picture of what a healthy heart looks like and what an unhealthy heart looks like. So if you want to follow along in your notes, we are just going to kind of walk through the different types of soil and look at the different kinds of hearts, compare them, and obviously we want to have healthy hearts. So follow along in your notes if you'd like to. Write down the pathway. The pathway is probably the most unhealthy of all the hearts. It's the most unhealthy of the soil, right? The, the, Jesus tells us the seed, it falls on the path, and the birds snatch up the seed before it ever takes root. You could maybe picture in your minds going up to the Smoky Mountains and walking one of their many trails. Because the trails are stomped on so much, nothing really grows up there, does it? It's become hardened through the walking of life. The condition of the heart of a pathway soil is so hard, it's so impenetrable, that Satan can just easily snatch the Word of God before it can ever make any difference in your life. How can Satan do such a thing? I think if we were to open up the chest cavity and look at the pathway heart, you'll see a hardened heart one that's unwilling to change. In Matthew's version of this story, Jesus quotes Isaiah 6.10, Make the heart of his people calloused, make their ears dull, close their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and they will, be tur- they will turn and be healed. It's a heart that is hardened and unwilling to receive the Word of God, and therefore it's easily snatched away. I heard about an elderly man who had a serious hearing problem for a number of years. His family tried again and again to convince him to go and get a hearing aid, and finally he relented. He went to the doctor and was fitted for a new set of hearing aids that allowed him to hear at 100%. A month later, he went back to the doctor, and the doctor said with a smile, your hearing is perfect. Your, your family must be truly pleased. And the old man said, oh, I haven't told my family yet at all. I just sit around and listen to their conversations. I think I've changed my will three times. I think as we examine the pathway soil, the pathway heart, we're reminded that hearing the Word of God is not always the problem. Many times it's the condition of the heart. The second type of soil that Jesus looks at here is the rocky soil. Here in East Tennessee, we know all about the rocky soil. You might have this kind of soil around your house. I actually have kind of soil that has built up on my driveway. It's kind of the remnants of other soil that's washed down my driveway. Maybe there's a little bit of asphalt there. And every springtime, I see that little puddle before I can clean it up. I clean it up, before I clean it up, and I say to myself, how in the world is there something growing here, right? And we have that kind of soil around our homes. But you know what happens, right? It only takes a strong weather situation. It only takes the heat of July. And that plant, that grass, that weed has died. It doesn't last long because the, the, the soil doesn't have any roots. And Jesus' warning here is for the person who receives the word of God with great joys, but that joy lasts for a short while because of the trials of life, the storms of life, the July heat of life. The heart isn't hard and impenetrable as a pathway, But it isn't penetrable enough to cause any growth and change. I think this is one of the reasons we argue against the prosperity gospel. The idea that the goal of becoming a Christian is for life to be easier is a scam. I mean, there's obviously some practical ways that our life gets better because of the gospel, because of Jesus. But I think about like the early disciples, Becoming a Christian meant death in many of those cases. How is that better life? Christians were persecuted. Some weren't allowed to buy or sell in the marketplace. Same is true throughout the world today. Just because you become a Christian doesn't mean that life gets easy. But we have someone with us, right? helps us through life. If we understand that, the root is deeper. If we think life is going to get easier, then the root hasn't formed. Jesus says in Luke chapter 14 that suppose one of you wants to go and build a tower. Won't you first sit down, estimate the cost, see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish it, People who walk by will ridicule you, saying that person began to build it and wasn't able to finish. He says, or suppose a king goes out to war against another king. He's going to sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one who's coming at him with 20,000 men. If he's not able, he's going to send a delegation a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, Those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Do you hear what he's saying? He's saying to count the cost. When we receive the word of God, we have to count the cost. To realize life is not going to get easier necessarily. The thorny soil is the third kind of soil that Jesus discusses here. You know, as as I think about the soil here, what I really consider is that this heart is penetrable. And the soil is pretty good. It's actually pretty healthy. But the soil has not only allowed the seed, the word of God to grow up, but it's allowed other things to grow with it. And those things, we're told, are thorny. The heart is hearing the word of God. The heart wants to grow. But the heart also wants other things to grow. And those other things produce thorns. And those other things choke out the word of God. Jesus says that the worries of life and riches stop the growth of the Word of God. Therefore, the thorny things of life are the things that we want, the pleasures, all the things that this world has to offer. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin they do not destroy thieves do not break in to steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also he says no one can serve two masters Either you'll hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And if you do, your heart will be, your soil of your heart will be good enough and healthy enough to allow both to grow. But Jesus' warning here in Luke chapter 8 tells us that the worries of life, the pressures of money, Will ground out and choke out the word of God. I heard the story about Dan. Dan was set to inherit $250 million from his father's estate. His father was old and well along in years, and he was very sick. Dan fell in love with a woman named Veronica. And when he felt he could trust Veronica, he told her about his father's health and how he was set to inherit millions of dollars. But he was sad to learn that that very next week, Veronica became his stepmother. (laughs) If you allow the heart of thorny soil if you allow money and treasures of this earth to grow in your heart, it will choke out the Word of God. So check what you're planting. That's Jesus' warning here. We not only got to look at our heart and see, do I have a hard heart? Am I not receiving the Word of God? We also need to look and see, Have I allowed for the roots of God to penetrate deep inside of my heart? And then we got to learn, are we allowing other things to grow there? And like a beautiful garden, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes awareness to pull out those weeds that are growing up with those beautiful flowers. Last week we talked about kindness, did we not? and I hope you were motivated to live in kind ways, goodness is similar to kindness. But goodness is focused on your heart, whereas kindness is focused on your actions. Tim Keller defines goodness as honesty and transparency. The opposite of goodness is hypocrisy. Jesus said that a good soil is noble and good heart. The problem with this fruit of the spirit is that we can't see inside of our hearts. Only God knows your heart. So this morning I'm asking you to evaluate the health of your heart. Do you have a pathway heart this morning? Is it so hard and impenetrable that God's word just bounces right off? Do you have a rocky soil heart? The trials of this life keep you from hearing and changing and being transformed. Are you growing weeds in that beautiful soil of your heart? Have you given your heart over to the riches and pleasures of this life? Or is your heart noble and good? Today, we've got good news. The good news that God is in the business of heart transplants, amen? He is in the business of transforming your heart. If you want your heart to be softened, God will do just that you need deeper roots in your heart, God can offer you that. If you need to be freed from the strongholds, from the slavery of sin and of this world, God can do that, and he's done it. We gather around the communion table this morning to celebrate the fact that he did it. When his body was broken, when his blood was shed, he did it. He freed you. He gave you a new heart. Amen? So as we sing our next song, I invite you to go to one of the three communion stations that are set up and take the cups and reflect on that sacrifice, that new heart that he gave you. And we'll take those communion cups together when Bill comes up and shares a few thoughts and we'll take it together in unison as we declare as a body of Christ what he's done on the cross. Will you pray with me, please? Father God, we say thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you have transformed our hearts. And I pray that each one of us can be given the spirit of wisdom That we can be given spirit of discernment to look inside of our hearts and know what needs to be done so that we can give that heart to you. That we can root out the pleasures of this earth. That we can open up to the word that is transforming in our lives. Then we can be good people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate you this morning, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.